0: All right. Good evening. Welcome to Bible Baptist Church. Welcome to those watching online. I don't know all about technology, so if you're watching online and my lips are moving and you're not hearing me, please text me right now. and We'll stop the service and get it all figured out, all right? So we'll do the best that we can and uh, so glad that you came tonight. We are not going to sing tonight for several reasons. Number one, I don't sing very well. That's the number the main reason. Uh, and so me singing would not be a good thing. It would be uh, not uh, pleasant, all right, for any of us. And so we won't do that. We don't have a piano player tonight. I don't do well singing. Online, it would be uh, just, it would just be uh, my voice and i tell you what, that would probably be the most entertaining part of the whole service. we probably get more views on this video than anything else we've done at our church if it's just my voice singing, but I don't really care to be famous or go viral for that reason. So I think we'll stick to preaching tonight. And uh, someone said that because there's no music, we'll be out of here quick. It doesn't necessarily mean that. I got, all, I got a captive audience, and so I just keep going and going. I guess if you get tired, you can always walk out, or if you're watching live stream, you can tune out, all right? But we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1. So the new year, the first Sunday, and and, uh, Pastor Levi wrote me this morning after the message. He said that was the best message of this year so far. And so thank you, Lord. Uh, Thank you for that, Levi. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm sure things will go downhill from now. Uh, But uh, 2022 is a fresh start, all right? So we're looking forward. I hope you're looking forward to 2022 with some optimism. Uh, Likely you're hesitant Even if you're optimistic, you're a little hesitant because you don't know what it's going to hold and what, uh, based upon the past and what's going on, it's hard to be fully optimistic. And there'll be a lot of things in this year that might slow down progress, right? Things that you want to accomplish and you want to move forward and you want to put some things behind you. And there will be things that will slow you down, things that are outside of your control. Have you ever one of those days where you're just you 're geared up to get something done, and it just seems to something happens and another thing happens another thing happens by the end of the day, you think what did I get done i didn 't get done what I wanted to get done i didn 't make the progress that I wanted to make, and maybe sometimes even if you look back at your life, you thought you know by the time I turn." Uh, 55, I will be here. 65, I'll be here. Or Even at 25, you think you have it all laid out and your progress seems to be slow. And there are things that are outside of our control that sometimes slow down our progress. Uh, If you're here in St. Thomas and you know this, one thing that slows down my progress in St. Thomas often is... Trains. This is railway city for a reason, right? And between here, I live up by the birches, between our house and the church, we have to cross three railroad tracks. And one is the most active and busy railroad track, I think, in St. Thomas. And and often, uh, my wife and I will be texting, and she's like, "Stopped by a train, hung up by a train. Sorry I'm late, stuck by a train. It's just part of life in St. Thomas is being stopped by the train. And you maybe are rushing to get somewhere, and you get slowed down by something outside of your control. Uh, not too long ago, I was uh, rushing to get to a funeral. I decided at the last minute to go to a funeral out of town. So I was rushing. I was driving a little fast, in a, and the speed limit went down and I didn't go down, and I got kind of hung up by a police officer. OPP was sitting right there, and him and his uh, radar gun clocked me, and he pulled me over, which I was fine with. The fact of the matter was, though, it it took so long to get the ticket, I didn't go to the funeral anyway. (laughs) I had missed the funeral, and so uh, it's frustrating when you want to go somewhere, but you can't get there. You just seem to be frustrated, and uh, you just seem to be slowed down. You feel like you're getting nowhere fast. You ever heard that saying? Uh, Just getting nowhere fast, just kind of treading water, just kind of holding my own. It's like trying to run in quicksand. You can't get anywhere. Uh, I went to college in Pensacola, Florida, and so I spent some time on the beach, and it's different running in sand than it is running on a track, right? It it slows you down or going against the current. Sometimes you feel that way in your life. You're just going against the current, and there are things that are outside of our control that will keep us from moving forward. But tonight, I want to look at some things that are, are under our control that can slow us down habits practices things that we just get in the habit of doing and we don't even realize the fact that maybe these simple habits are keeping us from moving forward and hopefully that uh, tonight as we start a new year a fresh start an optimistic look we can put aside some of these things that would keep us from slowing moving forward and slowing us down right so israel is a classic example so we're here in deuteronomy chapter number one. Uh, the, the book of Deuteronomy, the word Deuteronomy means second law, all right? So Israel is uh, at the brink of the promised land for the second time. They are on the other side of the Jordan. They're getting ready to move in. Moses is not going to lead them in. Joshua is going to lead them in. And before Moses passes off the scene, he gives them the second law, a second reading, a, a reminder of the law. And so the book of Deuteronomy is that second law. It's the same law just given to them again with some updates. And, and, some, uh, and at first here, in the first few chapters, he's reviewing the history of the nation of Israel. And so uh, he goes through this little bit of history and I came across a verse many years ago that intrigued me and I did some study. I'm going to talk about that tonight kind of as a jumping off point. Look at chapter uh, one of Deuteronomy and we'll begin our study in verse number two. This verse is all in parentheses, all right? So it's just a simple little thought as he begins this review of history. Moses uh, writes this in the book of Deuteronomy in parentheses. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea. Have you ever read something in the Bible and thought, why is that in there? Why, why that little phrase? Why that parenthetical expression about 11 days' journey from Horeb uh, through Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea? Well, here's, here's what I think is the point of that, that little phrase. 11 days' journey. So from Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb, another name for Mount Horeb. Anybody know another name for Mount Horeb? It's a famous mount in the Old Testament. We don't usually call it Mount Horeb. The place, Mount Sinai, all right? So the place where uh, God gave the Ten Commandments, the law to Moses, Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb. And the Bible says it takes 11 days for Israel to journey from the place where they got the law to Kadesh Barnea. Now, Kadesh Barnea is uh, on the southern border of the Promised Land. So it took 11 days to get from where God had given Moses the law and to travel to the edge of to one step away, just one step away from the promised land. That's how long it should take to travel from the place of the law to the place of the promised blessing, 11 days. But you know the story of Kadesh Barnea is the story of where the spies go in. They leave Kadesh Barnea, they go in, they check things out, they come back. The old song tells us that 10 were bad and two were good and they didn't go in. And so this 11-day journey to go from the place of the law to the place of victory actually took them 40 years, right? So we understand that that's the point of the message. That's the point of the verse. Like it's an 11-day trip and it took them 40 years to finally get into the promised land. They were just one step away, one, one act of obedience away from entering the promised land and they fell short. And talk about getting nowhere fast. Talk about uh, not accomplishing your purpose. Talk about being frustrated by just wandering around for actually 38 more years now, 40 years in total as they travel here. And so what a frustrating time. So what what habits, what practices led to this uh, This slowing down of getting nowhere fast. Well, several things. We're going to look in Deuteronomy chapter 1, down the chapter. Moses is recounting the history. And in fact, what he's doing is kind of flashing back uh, to Numbers chapter 14, which I may do that a little bit. You can stay in Deuteronomy, but it's kind of a flashback to Numbers 14 where Israel's in Kadesh Barnea and they don't go in. But let's take up our story down in Deuteronomy chapter 1. We'll skip down to verse number 26. Look at verses number 26 and 27. The Bible says this, Notwithstanding, Moses says, Ye would not go up. Telling Israel, Ye would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and ye murmured in your tents, and said, Because the Lord hated us, He hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. So the Bible uses the word murmur. I'm going to use the word that we use often, complain. So one of the habits... That Israel developed in their course of their history, that slowed them down, that kept them from moving forward, is a habit that all of us, uh, at sometimes or other, given into into our life, and that is the habit of complaining. You want to go nowhere fast in 2022. You you want to struggle and look back after the end of 2022 and say, "Well, what did I really accomplish?" Then give into the temptation to complain, to murmur. We know the New Testament says this, do all things without murmuring and disputing. So th- this shows that they had the wrong attitude. They loved to complain. Israel was never satisfied with what God provided. Uh, the Bible says this, going back to Exodus chapter 14, that they complained when Egypt was chasing them. They murmured against the Lord. The, in Exodus chapter 15, when the drinking water was bitter, they complained to God. When they had no food in Exodus chapter 16, the Bible says they murmured or complained. When there was no water in Exodus chapter 17, they murmured or complained. When Moses didn't come down from the mountain uh, fast enough, they murmured or complained in Exodus 32. When they, all they had to eat was manna in Numbers 11, they murmured or complained. And here, Moses recounts the time when the spies went in, they came back, and their reaction was to go to their tents. And in their tents, family after family after family in Israel, grumbled and murmured and complained hey 2021 did not look like what any of us wanted to look like and maybe decisions are made at church or as a church or as uh, as even in your family decisions are made is if we all we do is sit around the table and complain and murmur about that guess where you're going nowhere fast complaining doesn't do anything. Here, Israel had that habit. In fact, uh, the Bible tells us in, in Numbers chapter 14, verse 22, that Israel had complained 10 times. God said this, I, I've heard it 10 times now. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm finished. I'm sick of the complaining and the murmuring. 10 times Israel had complained and murmured. And even when the people murmured against Moses, I want you to understand, God took it personally. Did you ever notice that? The Bible says that the That the people murmured against Moses and God answered. We should should take note of that. God was using Moses to step in in leadership, and when the people murmured against Moses, God took it personally. And so we got to be aware of this. I think if we're honest with ourselves, all of us can have the habit sometimes of sitting around and complaining about decisions made for us and things that are going on and how things are handled. And it's easy to fall into this negative mindset and struggle with this idea of complaining. And I'm telling you folks, if you want to move forward in 2022, one habit you have to lay aside is the habit of complaining. They love to complain. They went nowhere fast. And many Christians do the same thing. We spend the time and energy complaining rather than accomplishing things for God. So, And just like Israel, they actually had it pretty good. They had a God who was working through them and on them and in them. Do you believe that you have a God working in you and on you and through you? And you're in the same position that Israel is. And so if you can look at all the circumstances and complain about that, but think about what God's trying to do in you and through you and on you. You know, in all of Israel's struggles, at least they weren't in bondage anymore. They weren't slaves. Hundreds of years of slavery. You know how quickly they forgot about the time when uh, they had to go out and gather their own straw and make their own bricks? And the evil task, they forgot all about that. And they were just worried and murmured about this and that and the other thing. And this habit of complaining slowed them down. It bogged them down. And they went nowhere fast. It took them 40 years to make an 11-day trip. You know, it, it makes me mad when it takes me two and a half hours to make a two-hour trip, right? When, uh, you know, you have to stop for bathroom breaks or you have to stop, you know, to get gas. You don't want to be all gassed up. You, I just hate the fact of wasting time especially when you're in a hurry. How frustrating. it! And here, Israel, God wants Israel to move forward, but Israel just keeps dragging their feet by complaining. And I wonder what God wants to do in your life, in my life, and those watching online. What, what does God want to do in your life, but yet our complaining about what God has given to us or hasn't given to us slows down that progress? God is making us and molding us and shaping us. All these things happened to Israel for a reason. He was making them and molding them to be used as, as, a, as a picture of his love toward people, and they were fighting against that by their complaining. What is God trying to do in your life and your complaining? Israel went nowhere fast. They didn't move forward in their journey because they loved to complain. But also, we see here in in the, in the second in verse twenty seven here we see that not only they loved to complain, but they longed for the past. They said, "Why do we even come out? Why do we even come out of Egypt?" He says that in verse twenty seven. He has brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us from the hand of the Amorites. Why are we even here? If we if flash back to Numbers chapter fourteen. The Bible says this is what they said. And all the congregation, verse 1 of 14, all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. This is at Kadesh Barnea when uh, the spies went in and came back out. They whipped the... He cried all night. And verse number two, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses. There's the idea of complaining, murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? See, Not only did they... Loved to complain. They, they longed for the past. In fact, in verse 4, they said, they said one to another, let us make a captain and go back to Egypt. Let's, just, let, let's ditch Moses, find another leader, turn this boat around, we'll go right back to Egypt. Really? That, that's the solution. That's the best you got, is to go back and be slaves in Egypt. That, that's the solution. Ditch Moses, ditch God, ditch all the plans, and go. That was their plan. They longed for the past. Jesus said, we'd rather go back to Egypt than go forward and fight. You know, remember, think about this. Israel did the, direct, the exact opposite of what Moses had done, right? The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that Moses chose to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And now Israel's saying, we don't want to suffer this little time of affliction, this little time of trial to enjoy the pleasures. We're going to go back to Egypt. See, Moses did the opposite. Moses had made the right choice. Moses said, I would rather suffer with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. And Israel is doing the direct opposite. They longed for the past. Numbers chapter 11 tells us that they longed for the food from Egypt. Listen to what they longed for. They longed for the cucumbers and the melon. Like I don't even like cucumbers. Like, Come on. It wouldn't be the cucumbers, I'd be long. They did say fish. I, I, I like some good fish. And they said they longed for the fish of Egypt and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Of all the things that what like I just can't wait to get my, sink my teeth into some leeks. It doesn't even sound appetizing. I don't even know what a leek is. It's like an onion, I guess. And so the leeks and the onions and the garlic and the melons, they longed for the food of the past and what they had was bread from heaven. Like that's what they had. Bread from heaven that God provided. But it, God's provision wasn't good enough for them, and they longed for the past. And not only had God supplied them with bread from heaven, but they're less than 11 days away, actually just one step away, from a land that flowed with milk and honey. Right? Right? So yeah, Egypt had some nice food back there. God had provided them with, with bread from heaven, and they're just a step away from a land that flowed with milk and honey, and they longed for the past to go back. See, not only had they had the wrong attitude about complaining, they had the wrong appetite. Their appetite, was all, their appetite was all for the things of the world. How has your appetite changed since you've been saved? I hope our appetites are on the right things. In fact, obviously, the, the fact that you're here tonight or watching online shows that you have an appetite for God's word on a Sunday night. That's a good thing. How has your appetite changed? How often do we choose like the leeks and the onions of the things of this world when we have the milk and the honey of God's word? How often do we choose make the wrong choices? And our appetites lead us down a direction that isn't forward progress. We're moving backwards and we're getting nowhere fast in our Christian walk. God wants to lead us into victory. God wants to lead us and use us in 2022. And we drag our feet because we're protesting and complaining about uh, this, that, and the other thing. And we're longing for the past. And maybe your past, your longing for the past was the way things used to be in church, even. Things are changing. The world, have you noticed? The world's changed. Like, the new normal, what's that? (laughs) Like, what is the new normal? Nothing's normal. I I don't know if I want this to be normal. Like, I don't know. And if we just get so caught up on the past and the past and the past and we're not looking forward, I'll tell you what, we'll go nowhere fast if we look to the past. We've got to look forward and see what God's going to do. So here, Israel goes nowhere fast because their appetite was still on the things of Egypt and they hadn't yet turned their appetite to, to fix on the promised land. Right? They weren't, at night, they were dreaming of melons and leeks and onions instead of dreaming of milk and honey. And we got to control our thoughts, folks. If we're sitting around thinking about uh, the, the way things used to be, or maybe even our, our past sinful desires and things that we still fight the same battle over and over again in sin and not have victory, we need to turn our thoughts toward the things of God, the milk and honey, more to be desired than gold. Better than the honeycomb, the Bible says, is the word of God, the milk and honey of God's word. They struggled because they loved to complain. And they struggled because they longed for the past. But let's look on, verse number 28 of Deuteronomy chapter 1. Whither shall we go up? He said, our brethren have discouraged our heart. Our brethren, the ten spies that came back saying that they couldn't do it, saying the people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. And moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakims there. So they longed for the past and they loved to protest, but they also looked at the obstacles. They couldn't get their eyes off the obstacles. All they could see was the, the, uh, the, they were overwhelmed by the enemies being too many and the obstacles being too high. There are they're giants, there's too many, and there's walled cities. We can't do this. All they saw was obstacles. You've heard it said before, and you see it on signs and maybe on the Internet, You know, don't look at obstacles, look at opportunities. And here, Israel, all they see is the obstacles, and they looked at all the obstacles, and they could not move forward. And they listened to the majority of people, of the ten spies that were saying that they couldn't do it, instead of the minority that said that they could do it through God. Look at verse number 29. Moses said it, Going, he's recounting this story. Then I said unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them. He said, I, I told you, don't be afraid. I told you God was going to help us. This has been God's promise all along. This is no, nothing new. Israel knew this was the promise. Israel knew what they were going into, that there was going to be battles ahead, that God was going to give them victory. God promised, God promised, God promised. And Moses said at that moment, at that crucial moment, when, you, when the spies came back and you had this big decision to make, I told you, I told you, don't dread, don't be afraid. God has got this under control. Can I tell you that in this moment of decision, as he looked at their obstacles, they ignored God's leader. Moses was the leader. God had made it very evident who the leader was. Who was it that, that held the rod up and, and, and the Red Sea crossed? It wasn't anybody else, it was Moses. Who was it that was up in the mountain in Mount Hor for for a long time getting the law and coming down with the Ten Commandments? Who was it that broke down the, the golden calf and made them drink? Who was the leader? It was Moses? God puts leadership in your life I don 't care what age or stage of your life that you are in. There is a leader that God puts in your life to help you and guide you into the next steps toward victory and Israel did not move forward because they had. In view, this great obstacle of walls, cities, and giants, and they ignored God's leader. Who has God put in your life as your leader? Who has God given you the privilege to lead? Don't ignore the leadership of God in your life. Look at also in verse number 30. "'The Lord your God, which goeth before you, "'he shall fight for you, "'according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes.'" And in the wilderness, when thou hast seen that the Lord thy God uh, bear thee, as a man doth bear his son all the way that ye went until ye came into this place. I love the wording of that. They ignored not only God's leader, they ignored God's lessons. He said, think back to Egypt. Remember the frogs? Remember the flies? Remember all the the plagues on Egypt, the the ten plagues on Egypt? Can you name all the ten plagues on Egypt? I think I might be able to. I had a teacher in high school that taught us the 10 plagues. I remember him drawing on the board these pictures. And each plague had a picture. And it made me remember the plagues of Egypt. I can still to this day picture those pictures. Uh, for example, like, it, it was just silly pictures that he drew. But uh, like the number 2, the second plague was frogs. I know that because he drew a picture of a coat hanger that looked like a number 2. And stuck on that coat hanger was... A frog. <laughs> and and so, Pierce, so I know that number two was frog. Number three was lice. You know how I know that? He drew a picture of a tricycle and a girl with long hair. And in her hair, guess what was in her hair? lice, right? Silly things like that that helped you remember all the plagues on Egypt, all right? And so you can remember those things. And so all those things, and, and he didn't go through them. He said, but don't you remember how God took care of you in Egypt and don't you see that even uh, all along the way, uh, God has God bare thee as a man doth bear his son? Can't you see how God's carried us? We just took an 11-day trip from Horeb to, to Kadesh Barnea. Your food's been made, taken care of. You're not working a job. Everything's taken care of. You know why? God has just picked you guys up and just carried you. Don't you see that? And they ignored the lessons of God. And sometimes we... Cease from moving forward because we see obstacles and we forget how good God's been to us in the past. Couldn't we just sit around tonight uh, around a table and talk about how good God's been to us in the past? We were talking about like even uh, one of our small groups, some of our victories that we've had as a church and just things that God's done uh, small things big things victory times of victory and sometimes as a new obstacle pops up and a new thing and, and all of this that we faced in the last two years are all new things we never faced. Uh, i've been at this church now almost 30 years will be in july be 30 years of a of, of full-time service i think at this church and after all those years i've never had a pandemic <laughs> like this is all new we've never shut down before it's all new we Have never had all these, these regulations and in, involvement? It's all new. But with obstacles, we've got to look back at the lessons we can learn from God in the past. They ignored God's leader, Moses. They ignored God's lessons of how he took care of them as a father would carry a son. And also look at verse number 32. Yet in this saying, you did not believe the Lord your God. Who went in the way before you, to search you out a place to pitch your tents, tents in in fire by night to show you by which way ye should go, and in a cloud by day? They ignored the leading of God. Picture this. At the moment that they're saying, no, we can't go, there's a cloud of, either a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire right there. The presence of God was evident. It had led them. It showed them direction to go. They had seen a physical display of God's presence, and they ignored the leading of God. Folks, how is God leading you? Is God leading you to do something in 2022? I can't tell you what the Word of God has to lead you. There there is no more pillar of cloud. There's no more pillar. If you're seeing a pillar of fire, good for you. I've never seen one. And if you are seeing one, we might want to talk afterwards. We, We have some counseling to do, right? If you're seeing this and you know exactly where to go because you see a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire leading you, we don't need that. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of, completed the word of God that leads us and guides us every day. And God wants to lead you through 2022 and through the obstacles of 2022. And you may sit and you think about all the obstacles that will face you in 2022. Maybe it's health obstacles and maybe it's regulations of the government or ups and downs or whatever it may be. We don't even know the obstacles that we face in 2022. But we know this. We have the Holy Spirit of God. Is God leading you to do something? Is God showing you to do something? Then step out and obey. Don't ignore God's leader. Don't ignore God's lessons. Don't ignore God's leading in your life, even in the face of obstacles. They went nowhere fast. They did not move forward because they failed to see that even though they could not, God could and would, If they had to step forward. Right there at Kadesh Barnea, one step away, one decision away, but that one decision cost them 38 years of wandering. Oh, it's only an 11-day trip from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, but not for Israel. Because, why? Because they, they, they had the habit of protesting and complaining, and they had the habit of looking back. To, the only time he said, Let, let's go back to Egypt. It's always the never vocab, let's go back to Egypt. We used to have it so good. Remember the good old days? It wasn't good. In fact, while you're in Egypt, you're begging God to get you out of there. Sometimes we look back at the, at the past. It wasn't as good as we think it was. And God's leading us into the future. And they looked at the problems or the obstacles rather than looking to God. One last thing. Look at verse 34. And the Lord heard the voice of your words and was wroth and swore, saying, Surely there shall none of, not one of these men of this evil generation see that good land which I swear to give unto your fathers. So God says, Okay, you're not gonna go in. It's a done deal. I've made my decision. You complained, you whined, you won't listen to Moses. This is it. You will not go in. And he goes on to give more detail that those uh, of the age of twenty and under, you know, would be allowed to go in, but those older would not be able to go in, except for like Joshua and Caleb, right, were gonna be able to go in because they had followed the God followed God. And so he made it very clear to them, Okay, you're you're done. You're not going to go in. And this is a part of the story that I really wasn't clear on until I studied this passage out. That there is a a moment in time when Israel decides that they're going to kind of follow God. Look at verse number 41. Then he answered and said unto me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight according to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And when we we have girded on every man his weapon of war, we are ready to go up into the hill. He said, okay, all right, God, you win. We're going to go in. We're going to go fight. Let's get our weapons. Okay, guys, we're going to go in and follow the Lord into battle. Verse 42, And the Lord said unto, unto me, Say unto them, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you, lest ye be smitten before your enemies. So they said, we're going to go up. And God said, nope, you had your chance. <laughs> Too late. You're not gonna, you can go, but I'm not going to go with you. You're on your own. You want to fight those giants? You're going to fight them on your own. You're going to hit those walled cities? You're on your own. Have at it. I'm not going with you. Go not up. Verse 43, so I spake unto you, and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord. So first they rebelled not going, and now they're going to rebel in going against the command of the Lord and went presumptuously up into the hill. They went in their own pride and their own strength into the hill and the Amorites which dwell on that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you in seer, even to Hormah. See, remember this Israel? This is now, he's recalling what happened 38 years ago. He's talking to the next generation. He's talking to the young guys that were under the age of 20 at, this, at the time that uh, Numbers 14 happened. It's saying, now just remember what happened to your parents. Remember what they did. I said, Go. They said, No. They said, We're going to go. And I said, No. And they went and they got beat, they got chased. Victory is always possible when God is with you, and victory is never possible when God's not with you. And he said, The other reason that they didn't go forward is that they lingered in their procrastination. God said, go. They said, no. God said, go. They said, no. God said, go. They said, no. And so finally God said, okay, I'm done. They procrastinated. They put off. One habit that will keep you from moving forward, excuse me, is procrastination. I'm I'm not talking about like, you know, putting off your laundry to tomorrow. I'm not talking about that. Or putting off cleaning your garage or whatever it is. I'm not talking about you know, that, that habit of procrastination. I'm talking about when God speaks to your heart <coughs> about something and we don't listen. And God urges us and we say, Not now. And God pushes us and we said maybe later. I'm saying that's when we slow down and we go nowhere fast. If God is leading you and speaking to you. You know, one of the things that has changed in our time during this COVID is like invitation time. And it's okay. I- I'm not saying these are good changes. I'm just I'm just calling them what they are. They're changes. We don't have a time where like, hey, end of the service, come forward, make a decision. I'm not saying that's good or bad because just because you came to an altar doesn't mean a decision is a good decision and a real decision and a right decision. So, the day I got saved... I didn't go forward. I stayed in my pew and prayed and asked the Lord to save me. Guess what? I got saved that day. It didn't happen at an altar. The decision for me to to give my life to the Lord and surrender my life to the Lord didn't happen at an altar. It happened at a a bed in a hotel room in Greenville, Ohio. But the problem is, I hope we never get away from it. And Pastor is, is clear about this. Every time the message is given, take a moment. Think about it. If God's leading you, make a decision right then and there. Don't procrastinate, don't think about, don't hesitate. If God calls you forward, there's nothing else to do. Just listen to God and obey Him. And sometimes we we analyze and we think about, and just like Israel, we overanalyze the situation, and eventually we lose out because of procrastination. They did not obey immediately, and because of that, God said, don't go. But when God says go, folks, so I'm just trying to encourage us as a church, you as an individual, that as we move into a new year, God wants you to move forward. I don't know what that even means for you. I don't don't know. I I can't describe what forward means to you. I can't even look forward and say, like, I know what the Bible Baptist Church will be doing one year from now. I don't know. But I know this. God wants us to move forward. And there are simple little habits. I mean, it was a big decision to disobey. The, the word the Bible uses is rebelled. They rebelled against God. That's a big one. But there are simple little habits that led to that rebellion. Habit number one, complaining. Do you have a complaining spirit? Do you see the negative side of every change? Every in- if you do, I would ask that you, to, you think very carefully about that. Maybe ask the Lord to help you with that. And tell the Lord that you don't want your complaining spirit to keep you from moving forward this year. And maybe for you it's not the complaining spirit, but it's that you long for the past. And even like whether past victories or past defeats, and you have, you get your appetites need to change, there's still a sin that is hindering you in your life from moving forward. They long for the past, just like Israel did. They longed for the past. And maybe your problem is not that, but that you, all you see is obstacles, right? Have you ever been that kind of person where all, all you see is like, and sometimes I feel like that as a, as a staff member, like we decide we're going to make a decision. All of a sudden I see four reasons why that, <laughs> that's difficult, right? There's always obstacles. Didn't Paul say that? There's a great door, an effectual door opened unto me, but there's many adversaries. Just because there's adversaries doesn't mean there's not an open door on the other side of the adversary. It just means you gotta get through some adversaries to get to the open door. It's okay. And so so often we get caught up on the obstacles. And we ignore the fact that God's leading us and God has taken care of us in the past, and He's gonna lead us into victory in the future. And so maybe that's the habit that you need to set aside. I see the problems, I, I see the obstacles, and I'm having a hard time seeing the God that can overcome the obstacles. And maybe today you need to make that decision, or maybe today you just need to make a decision. Because your besetting, slowing down hindrance in your life is that you procrastinate making the decision. When God speaks to your heart, do it. God tells you to do something, do it. God tells you to call somebody, call them. God tells you to hand a track, hand a track. God God tells you, God speaks to your heart. And if you're not feeling God leading you, spend the right there and say, Lord, start leading me. I'm looking for your lead. It won't be a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire, but it'll be the Holy Spirit of God working in your life to lead you to the next step. What will this year look like? Well, for Israel, it looked like an 11-day trip that took 38, 40 years. But you know, what? the Bible also says there's there's another opportunity. Look at verse number 36 real quick. He's talking about the people that weren't going to go in, but he says, verse 36, Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children. Why? Because he hath wholly followed the Lord. There's always that option. Just wholly follow God. He speaks, you obey. You hear that little, you feel that little leading? You, you step in. You, you, oh yeah, there's obstacles you're going to have to overcome, but God's going to take care of those. Stop complaining, stop whining, stop, stop grumbling, stop murmuring, and just move forward. And in this, maybe we can get through and see great things in the new year because God has something for us, but we've got to set aside these little habits. The Bible does have this little verse, in the, I, think in the, in the, I think it's in the Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine, it's the little things like a complaining spirit procrastinating heart a longing for the past you know seeing obstacles more than opportunities these little things will keep us from moving forward what's your 2022 look like well, i don't know i know what god wants it to look like victory after victory after victory It will have obstacles but god is with us would you bow your head and close your eyes hope this Bible study will be a challenge to you. And right now, as we talked about in the message, would you take a moment and personalize it? Ask the Lord, what in 2021 has slowed me down? Has it been a complaining heart, a procrastinating heart, a longing for the past, these things that slowed down the nation of Israel, always seeing obstacles, not seeing opportunities, so you just kind of stagnate, slow down. What if all of us set aside these things and focused in on the leading of the Holy Spirit of God in our life and just, okay, God, you speak, I listen. That's how it's going to go. Every little step, teach me your Holy Spirit, what I should do. Teach me through your word. I'm going to come next Sunday and listen to the message from God's word and ask the Lord, what what can I do with that message? How can I apply that in my life? I want to take one more step forward, one more step forward, one more step forward and no steps back. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll help us, each of us, to see in our life the things that are slowing us down, that we'd be honest with ourselves, that you would pull back... uh, anything that's hindering us from seeing what we need to see in our life. And Father, you would make it very clear. In this moment of decision, we'd be unlike the nation of Israel. Help us not to rebel against you, but help us to fall at your feet and say, Lord, I've been wrong in this area of a complaining heart. I've been wrong in this area of a procrastinating heart. And Lord, I've been wrong that I've looked at all the obstacles not to you. I've been wrong, Lord. Help me to move forward. And I pray that you would help us to Uh, as individuals and as a church to move forward through this next year give us victory over the obstacles that will come lord i pray that you'll show us the leading of your spirit in your precious name we pray these things amen